0: Welcome back to the Primo Podcast. I'm Adam. Hey, it's Mel. And I'm Carter. And today, we have a special guest with us. Thomas, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved with the Primos? <laughs> well,
1: um, how did I get involved <laughs> with the Primos? That's a long story, isn't it? <laughs>
2: uh, Hi, Thomas. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I, I, you know that this
1: <laughs> we the, this about. whole thing just feels like deja vu. I uh,
2: <laughs> yeah no.
1: Um, I'm Thomas. Uh, I know Melissa and Adam. We've known each other for a very long time. Uh, Carter, I, I feel like we've known each other for years, even though this has only been 45 minutes in. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, you guys have had this podcast going for. A few for what, almost two months now and um uh yeah. you you've talked to me you I know you talked to me about it, I've been listening, doing a great job and, and you mentioned you needed some somebody to kinda step in once in a blue moon and I said, Well, why not me? So <laughs> here I am.
2: <laughs> we love it. We love to have you here, Thomas. Thanks for for showing up and putting up with our bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so Thomas, we want to start off here, and um, Adam says he has a little surprise for you. So Adam, why don't you tell Thomas what you have for him?
0: Oh, put him on. The You're spot. never gonna guess this, buddy. So <laughs> before we introduce this topic, we have to talk about another guest that is in mm-hmm. on this show in spirit, um, and has a shell and four legs. And his name Kirby, <laughs> um, which is Thomas's tortoise.
1: Yes, yeah, which... yes, he's he's the 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 our family pet, and <laughs> you know actually there's a funny story. It's kind of the story of how we how we got tortoise. We had just moved to Virginia Beach, and my mom wanted a pet, and for some reason it was either it was it was either a pig or a tur- a turtle. My dad seriously looked into getting a pig, couldn't find one. And so from Mother's Day, we drove to the animal store. We saw the tortoise and he was, I don't know, probably like two inches uh, in length. And we saw him okay, we'll take him. And so we had this weird because like we didn't go into the animal store thinking we were going to get a fucking turtle, but we ended up getting one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we had to buy the aquarium,
1: we had to buy the sand, we we got the tor- tor- tortoise, and then for Mother's Day that was her gift, and so we've had them now since '02. So what's that? Like eighteen wow. years now, and so he's gone from. I, I was. He's beautiful. gone from two <laughs> inches to now he weighs fifty pounds, and he. Tra- oh my goodness! traverses the backyard, wow. like his his domain.
2: <laughs> Basically,
1: boy. dude, that's awesome.
2: Oh and God. for everyone, yeah. uh, Thomas had mentioned that he the name is not from the the little character. That you've oh, seen yeah, in video really. games, but actually from a, a, a vacuum? vacuum cleaner, yeah. <laughs> Which makes it even It's a vacuum cleaner.
0: <laughs> you should see him clean up the grass out there. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, broom, broom. So, oh, going back to that little oh, yeah. anecdote, was to introduce the surprise to Thomas, and you're never going to guess it. Oh, what could it be? It is your very own lifetime or week time however long it lasts him <laughs> supply of organic locally grown prickly pears <laughs> so... wow.
2: yay Kirby so... congratulations winner <laughs> he's
1: going to be so excited God, God, I love those prickly pears I eat them all the time you and Kirby are brothers apparently then
2: <laughs> I
0: too bite them in half Plus and swallow them whole <laughs> yeah.
2: with the pricklies on them
0: that's <laughs> how nature intended them that's how Kirby you likes them
3: Do eat prickly pears or no? are they like
1: animals for humans? yeah I would not recommend no. eating them but you can
0: them. <laughs> imagine the pomegranates if they were filled with sand <laughs> Sounds great. I love that. Just gritty. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Adam. I I
1: appreciate your 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 tribute to Kirby this off-season, and he looks forward to the food that he will consume and then poop out.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kirby's like, I can't wait for this process.
2: <laughs>
0: to get our creative juices flowing, I thought I'd bring up um a question that as always on my mind if if you could live or go into any fictional universe um what would that be and why that's always on your mind take it away someone <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thomas, as a guest please Tell us. for that comment please yes play. i
1: deserved to go first um let's see um i would probably pick star wars i'm a huge star wars fan mm-hmm. I like lasers, I like lightsabers, and
2: it's, it's, it's
1: so expansive, pun intended, that I think <laughs> uh, it would make for a really cool universe to live in. Would you be a Sith or Jedi? I don't know if I would be Ooh. a Jedi. You could be a bounty hunter, you'd be a traitor. Oh, that's fair. You could be a mm, that's, oh, that's oh, Mandalorian. There's so many things you could be in the Star Wars universe.
2: Would you be the alien in the bar that, like... Get shot. Nah, <laughs> nah.
0: You know that pivotal character.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a turning point. I want to be Rito.
0: So we meant Han Solo. <laughs> it could be Han Solo. <laughs> Han Solo. Han Solo would be, would be fun. Yeah. I imagine myself as a Han Solo type character. Is it the hair?
2: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or that dashing stare? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I always. considered was consider about to say I don't a have a spaceship. Spaceship. You're the charger. But then I thought. <laughs> <He's a laughs> Char- oh,
1: I'm, I'm, a
3: Char- I'm the charger beast. <laughs> yeah, always... why not? Who cares?
1: <laughs> Misa going to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh my god. Oh, good that's cute.
3: Yeah,
0: that's cute. I would, I would actually. I, I mean, I you guys know I'm a futurist. Like, I would love Star Wars just to be able to go to like different planets and. Explore different yeah. aspects of the universe. That would be cool. But I'd also like to take it back to um, you know, before we had uh medicine and technology to Lord of the Rings, um, due to the mythological magic. creatures, the magic and the lore. <laughs> um that's They don't need medicine, they have magic. Yeah, they do. I mean they have elves, yeah. They have elves are bomb. i definitely want to be an elf um because they're dope and Legolas is just majestic and a beautiful, more beautiful than any Disney princess. Um,
2: also the hair. <laughs> he kind of is. Yeah, yeah.
0: So elegant and strong and powerful and and just like a great member of the team. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> He's always there when it. you need him. Forever and ever.
3: If I could be anything, I would want to be a hobbit because I have – because one, I have experienced being short, and
0: two, I feel like I just want to live in the Shire. The Shire, the Shire. Would just I be want to retire in the Shire.
2: <laughs> did you, <laughs> Wait, so did retire. you guys know there's a place in Virginia? It is the Shire. It's like an exact replica where you can stay. Wait, what is this? In, the, in Virginia. Oh, in in Virginia? our state. In our state of Virginia, you can stay in a Hobbit home. All right.
0: Well, I will send the link. We're doing that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's something. Everyone else. on this podcast invited. Including Kirby. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be the post-podcast, post-COVID uh, journey there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's an Airbnb, Middle Earth.
0: Wow. I am. Puppet House in Shindo. That Shenandoa. must be pretty popular. Uh, there, are, there are some yeah, cool Airbnbs. in Of
2: course. Chendo. Chendo. Of course. <laughs> That's all we
0: have. <laughs> <laughs> the natural bridge.
2: I don't want um, Big and Scary, so I'd probably want to live in Neverland. <laughs>
0: Nah, Neverland's oh, a good cool. one. i
2: want to be young forever.
0: <laughs> would you, like, go to Neverland and reverse your age so you were also a child, or you'd be like, hello, mm. fellow kids? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I would probably reverse my age, because if I was, you know, the age that I am now and having to deal with a bunch of children, I probably would kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like, yeah, this was a mistake.
0: Mel <laughs> <laughs> just gets to like,
3: Oh, no, You're no, like, no. Don't, don't, you would be the only one to fight Captain Hook, though.
0: Yeah, you Whatever. could you could be like, that's a foolish idea, Peter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Time out now, mister.
0: You're like, okay, here's the deal. You guys need to clean up your shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I, my first universe I was really introduced
3: to as like a kid was the Harry Potter universe, so I would Ooh. have like probably go. I just love the idea of, like, casting spells and going to Hogwarts as opposed to regular school is so
2: much better. Yeah, I I can't relate. It
0: was, like... I mean, I like, seriously, no, fuck you, Harry and Ron, for skipping your classes and shit. <laughs> like, you had a privilege there, and yeah. you squandered it. So.
2: <laughs> and do you know what it's like to be a muggle? Her,
0: yeah, Hermione's like, how are you guys not obsessed with school? The muggles suck. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I just don't want to go. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, my God. Defense Against the Dark Arts
3: sucks. So boring. There's nothing to do.
0: Yeah, they're like, I I, just would oh, love, I hate herbology. Uh, I would
3: love taking generic classes. I, I would love taking generic classes. Like imagine math at Hogwarts. It's gotta oh be so God. much wizard
0: We're We're like like math. They're like, everyone take three tabs each of wizard DMT, and we'll get started.
2: <laughs> 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 and they're like, now fight that dragon. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is a bogart.
3: <laughs> imagine being the loser math teacher at Hogwarts. Like that must be the most depressing job. You're the math teacher at Hogwarts. Like come on,
0: of all the or places, physics. <laughs> like, have like our physics is another one yeah like oh my god um. maybe it'd just be like a quantum theory but yeah so all these universes all these crazy things that we would like to explore what made the magical is a the stories they're based on and it's how they're brought to life what, what are you guys favorite things about maybe movies or television that is really memorable so much so that you wanted like be in there Take it away anywhere. Wow.
2: <laughs> Thomas. I feel like because of your background and what you're, you've experienced, I think you might have a very good answer for this question.
0: Um, what a prompt! <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> the
2: the really
1: broad, <laughs> broadest prompt you could have. Um, <laughs>
2: Specifically, what do you
1: think about movies and television? <laughs> <laughs> it's like asking, "What's the, the blue sky is blue, right?" So, what do you think about that? <laughs>
0: What do you think about the grass being green?
3: <laughs> What's your favorite movie series, Thomas? Like of like all time. Oh, that's a tough one. Um
1: there's a lot Yeah, of, there's a lot of really really good movie series. Um
0: but with only less than 3 movies so we can include Mel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they can so only transform. have a max of 3 movies, okay?
0: Otherwise, out of the loop. <laughs> That's a tough question. Like
1: I, I, I hate ranking movies because every single every year the I find new films that I, that I've never seen before that always get elevated into you know like oh my god that's an incredible film that's uh, something that I never thought of you know like when I was in undergrad I took a film class and we watched Citizen Kane. I don't think it's one of the greatest films. Mm-hmm. I arguably people say it's one of the greatest films of all time. I don't rank it as high, but I still see it as one of those films that when you look at the time period that he made it, the film techniques that they used, you just like, it's yeah. impossible to, to imagine the 1940s and thinking they made it.
3: And to
2: That was the beauty yeah, of I've always that. wanted yeah, to see that.
3: I've heard it's amazing. I've always wanted
0: yeah, to see I also, it. Is, it's just
2: that cin- cinematically, it's, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, and, and to think that, you know, Orson Welles made that film when he was 25, you know, and, and it's one of the greatest films considered.
0: I's this different from the just the writer of apocalyptic fiction? Is that oh, that's H. G. Wells. Sorry, <laughs> <Close>.
2: <laughs> I
0: was like, "Whoa, that guy did that movie too? No
1: no, no Orson Welles was the guy who did the radio broadcast for War of the Worlds mm. the one that sent oh, a bunch okay. of people into a frenzy because it was done so well, and people were like looking outside their house and they like, "Oh my God, the Martians are attacked. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Didn't that get, like, remade? Yeah, it's been
1: remade many, 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 many times. Yeah, I've um, seen
0: several renditions. Yeah,
1: Spielberg Spielberg made one. And actually, the BBC just recently did more of a kind of direct version in which the time period was, like, in the 1900s, late 1800s, 1900s. Mm-hmm that i think came out last year and then another british company did world of worlds again in a more modern setting so there's a lot of different world of worlds BBC.
0: um
1: but the reason why orson Welles actually got to make citizen kane was because of his radio broadcast so
0: mm-hmm. oh, because of
1: that seen. radio broadcast the hollywood studios were like hey we want you to make a film essentially and oh. uh he decided to make citizen kane which is based off a variety of different things. But uh, it, it's, I mean, it's its just one of those films that if you're into film, I, I always recommend just because yeah.
2: it's it is—it's iconic. And it will be yeah. in your film class when you have to take that yes. in
0: college. Yes, 100%. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'll have to check it out because I have not seen it and I want to now. Yeah,
3: it's, it's good. really good.
0: Yeah. Also, fun fact.
3: How about this? Oh. Oh. oh Oh, my gosh, I love fun facts. Like oh, yeah. Best.
0: So I actually <laughs> have listened to a decent amount of the war of the world's radio show because i'm a fan of a like 1920s radio network show in the area like 99.3 or something because i love like pretty much music from 1920 to 1950 um and, and other more modern music but i do appreciate the the genre in that time span and during around this time like around halloween time i forgot i was driving some sort of long distance and i put it on, and I just was following along, and they're like, Orson Welles, War of the Worlds, and then they were, like, narrating it. (laughs) So, anyway, I, I have some exposure to that media. Adam's a big fan. I dig. If you could live
3: in any era of, like, history other than now, when would it be? I probably wouldn't. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I would live now. That <laughs> Now's good. Now's a good time.
1: I agree. I would it's live getting now. Better. I would live now. I wouldn't want to live in any other period of time. No, I think mm-hmm. when you think about when you think about it, like this podcast that we're doing right now, we couldn't have done it ten years oh, ago. Yeah. We couldn't have done it twenty years ago.
0: You true, know, I would like, probably never have met true. any of you.
2: <laughs> like even, <laughs> yeah, if you, even if you even if you lived
0: in a small area, you probably wouldn't meet I'd be working on the homestead. Someone would call me a witch
2: or something. I'd, I'd <laughs> be hung. Yeah. I'd
0: burn her. they They'd be like, "Are you reading <laughs> witch?" She <made> wood. <laughs> yeah. only by. Have witchcraft. you guys ever seen
1: Monty Python that? in the Holy Grail? I've seen parts of it. It's actually one of the one of the classic films I've never
0: seen, which is really oh cool. Monty Python.
3: Yeah, the the witch burning scene is an
0: all time classic.
3: I love it. It's so funny.
0: Hey, she turned me into a toad. You're not a toad now. A goat bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What a classic. What a we classic can quote classic. that all night.
2: <laughs> Actually, what is your guys' favorite movie?
0: Right now or of all time?
2: Um, of all time, like what's the first thing that popped in your mind when I asked? It's gonna have to
0: be Fast and Furious uh, (laughs) seven twenty five. One of the in between seven and twenty five.
1: In real talk, though, the fact that all of you have not seen that franchise is just (laughs) really really (laughs) frustrating.
3: Thompson, I'm home like, come on! How are they not listen to that? I think
1: it's been three times now. You've mentioned the Fast and Furious franchise in this podcast. This is becoming the Fast and Furious podcast.
3: <laughs> you know those <laughs>
1: films suck. Like I'll be completely honest. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no story. There's the special effects are just really stupid. But
0: if you ever listen you turn to going, you go
1: you you go into that theater, you turn your brain off, and you are just like you know what this is kind of fun.
0: But right. you know. is Vin's last name really Diesel? <laughs> it's too on the nose. <laughs> it's, too on, it's too on What is he, a 90s action hero? Our goal of
3: this podcast now should be to get big enough that we can have Vin Diesel on so we can talk about the Fast and the Furious
0: for an episode. Or, my <laughs> personal talking. favorite, The Pacifier. Yeah. The pacifier, <laughs> Actually, oh my god, That goodness.
2: was a good movie. I did watch
0: it. I saw that one, yeah. I, know, I saw it hundreds of times. <laughs> oh, I saw it a lot too, Adam. I like, literally saw it on too. the way to school every day, different parts of it.
3: <laughs> What's the song they sing at the end? Like, duh, 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 when he has to like do it to save the day and like get the code, it's like the kids so, like bedtime. Oh my so, god, you're right! To, yeah, that's, I totally remember do that. the puzzle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Top like something about monkeys times. and some. Yeah, yeah, something mm-hmm. something stupid like that. What a stupidly good movie.
2: My favorite movie is Have you guys seen Ace Ventura: Pet Detective when
3: Nature Call? Oh yeah, of course. Oh righty then.
2: then recite every <laughs> word to that movie
1: wait which oh, movie it was
2: me and my it's um ace ventura pet detective when nature calls uh that is my absolute favorite movie my older sister had it on vhs and my brother and i would watch it every single day so when the three of us get together that's all we did we would just recite that movie
0: <laughs> guano. are you guys guano <laughs>
2: Collect
0: the whole set. <laughs> I am a huge uh, Wes Anderson film, and we've already covered this in detail in another podcast. Um, but I have I have to give a shout out for for those films because they're aesthetically very aside, like have their own like unique style. They're pretty and they're very real. Like there's a lot of like emotions going on.
3: They're not f- they're not those fake movies that you see all
0: the time. Yeah. <laughs> and they literally have the same five yeah. people in all of them, so I don't get lost.
2: <laughs> the same I, it's like a tim burton film thanks bill mary where's johnny Depp?
0: i've always
1: loved <laughs> i've always loved wes Ander- anderson's um style you're right it's just it's so yeah. iconic yeah. it's it's, it's very unique too like you you watch a
3: wes anderson film and you're like oh that's a that's
1: a wes anderson film
3: i'm a big fan of um, one of my favorites is money ball that's why i'm an a's fan with brad pitt and jonah hill it's also why i'm a big jonah hill fan like i watch hmm. almost everything he's oh on. yeah i love it's, jonah i think i think he's a great actor I think he's super so, underrated. So
1: you're an A's fan because you like suffering? Yeah, no, yeah, that's part of it too, yeah. no,
3: I, I enjoy suffering. I, I was a Yankees fan, and then once I saw Moneyball, it corrupted my mind so much that every time the A's played, if they didn't win, I would be upset. So I was like, fuck it. They got A's the math. Fan. They
1: got the math wrong. That's why they yeah. failed. Nothing. No,
2: no, no. How about Reservoir Dogs? Did you guys watch that Quentin film? I, you know, out of all the... I've seen every single
1: Quentin Tarantino film except for Reservoir Dogs. Dang.
2: My favorite that is wow. my favorite
0: Quentin film. Thomas. Have you seen I it? haven't wow. seen it. Have you guys seen from Dawn from Dust Till Dawn?
2: Oh,
1: oh yeah, I haven't Mm-mm. seen that. No. I love that one. Wait, have you seen one?
2: Reservoir Dogs. No, go ahead. Right, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Thomas. No, you go. Oh, you, go head, no. Uh, <laughs> you go no, ahead. actually. You go ahead.
1: No, you, you
3: go ahead. Everybody go
1: ahead. ahead. <laughs> Raise your hand. No. Um <laughs> 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 No, have you seen because you've seen we're, Reservoir Dogs have you seen once upon a time in Hollywood? Mm, that's That good. is that. On. one of the best produced um, has been. films I have ever <laughs> seen. Like the production the production quality on that is so phenomenal. I and it's such an ode to Hollywood. I mean, you watch that film yeah. and yeah. you get transported yeah. to a different era where you had stars and you had, you know, films on the big screen and it's just so weird. It really is like a time capsule. And, of course, it has that Tarantino twist at the end where he sort of alters, mm, okay. alters history very much like Inglourious Bastards. But it's also one of those films that if you don't know some of the history behind Sharon Tate and the Manson murders, mm-hmm. you really are kind of left out of the, the loop of, of what happens in the last 30 minutes of the film.
2: I have to watch yeah. that. Yeah. The, fun fact: the Manson murders were like twenty from twenty minutes away from the uh, neighborhood I grew up in. Oh wow, oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Very familiar with those murders. <laughs> it's
0: like <laughs> those murders and I go back.
3: Some of my friends um, saw that movie Friday. was working or something. They went and saw it, and they were talking about the ending, and they were talking about like Sharon Tate and everything. And I was like, I brought up what what happened to her, and they were like you talking about i'm like wait what they didn't have that and they're like no that's not what happened at all i'm like oh my gosh and they didn't spoil what happened but then i watched it later on and saw but i'm like i i for sure thought they were just gonna do what happened no
0: they they they, he did so
3: and they did and when i watched
1: it i'm very oh yeah i mean and the thing is is like when you know when you when you know the history and then you watch the film you're like oh that's so satisfying yeah and um
3: it makes it, it. makes it a lot. Oh better, yeah, honestly.
1: and uh, what what I loved about it too was uh, Tarantino actually asked the Tate family and mm-hmm. got oh, the permission. Nice. She saw it and, and stuff. Sure. So that's
3: good. That's but really like I said, good. the
1: production the production value in that and that film is phenomenal. Uh, in fact, that the, there's a no, strip. There's several scenes in that film where you see them drive and like you see uh kind sort of old Hollywood. And Tarantino mm-hmm. actually used a large portion of the budget. To basically revamp that entire block for real, not in, not oh, in wow. CG, to make it look like wow. back wow. in nineteens I think, seventies Hollywood. This, so like he got the signs, the the books, the neon lights, everything. He actually they spent the money to make it look like that time period, which is why when they're driving past it, it looks so real. And you're just like, how the heck did they do that? Amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah,
0: that is really cool. Yeah.
3: I think that's a very underrated thing when making movies is the scenery around it. Because look at another example of that is Lord of the Rings. Like, If they didn't go to New Zealand and film everything in that beautiful country, would it have had the same effect? Maybe. I don't know. If they did it all in like CGI. You know Shenandoah is mean? pretty
2: nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: where I actually uh, filmed the unexpected party uh, in Shenandoah. But then they went back to New Zealand for the rest of it. But no, I, I don't know. I, I just love that part about Lord of the Rings. Is the, um, Me too.
3: Just the scenery and everything, and I think it adds a lot to it.
2: Thomas, I want to know what is what. What is it for you that makes a film good? Like, what do you pinpoint there where you're like, this is this is a good film for me?
1: I think story is key. Um, I think we've become too accustomed to stories where it's just bad guy versus good guy, Uh, and then you know, good guy wins. I, I think it's not realistic and also it goes against the grain so having stories where maybe sometimes you don't get to see the resolution at the end but it's implied um no country for old men is really good example of how essentially the bad guy Mm. wins and at the end it's implied of what happens you really kind of have to pay attention to the film to understand what goes on um and also other films that make villains more sympathetic. Um, the most popular mm-hmm. example that comes to mind is Avengers Infinity War, right? That's more of a story of yeah. how yeah. Thanos and his ideology of why he's doing what he's doing. And at the end, he ultimately wins. So you're left with this burning question of like, holy crap, what just happened? So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I love that. Um, but I'm also really... Uh, I'm a really big fan of of the hero's journey. And um, so anything Mm, that kind of details that journey from, you know, this little peapod to uh, the ultimate version of who they become is is something that I absolutely love. Blade Runner 2049 kind of exemplifies that more than any recent film in history, um, or at least in the past 10 years. So, you know, I love that. And Rachel, yeah. But I also really like films that have really high production value, you know, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh It's just, it's hard to not appreciate the time and the effort that someone takes to revamp an entire, what, 10 blocks of Hollywood just for, I mean, really those shots only take like five seconds in the film. Right. But they spent millions to make it look that good. (laughs) You know,
2: it was the imagination that was like, I'm, I want this. And I'm going to make this happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it, and it, and it looks amazing. So I, I always have a really soft spot for really good production design. Um, even in television, you know, uh, TV shows like The Crown, Game of Thrones. Oh, I almost you started know, that it's, 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 they're just... so you
0: almost started it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like,
0: the production quality on that's probably pretty good. Maybe so tomorrow night. <laughs> 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 that's
2: exactly, that's, exactly,
3: that's exactly how it went in my head. I was like... I know this is an amazing show. I'm gonna love watching it. I'm gonna hold off.
1: <laughs> I don't know I would why. highly recommend it. I mean the production quality in that show is phenomenal. Season four is coming out. In, I love in, Olivia in Next Coleman, so next, uh, next month. So but yeah, I have soft spots for people who just put the time and the effort to make the world that they're building so real that you just get immersed into it. Okay. And and that's just mm-hmm. I, I love it when people do that.
3: One thing that I think did really well with the things that you're describing, it's not a movie is I think Game of Thrones did a very good job with that up until the last, like, two seasons. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Like, building characters, mm. building the world around them, up until they got into fan service. I think that's what they <laughs> were well, doing. I mean, and,
1: and, to, and to your and, point, even in the production design aspect of it, they had some of the best craftsmen and the best swordsmiths. Oh, yeah. and, and they were making, I mean, yeah. when you look at the stuff yeah. they were actually making, they were making real swords, real shields, real oh, yeah. everything for that show. Um you know, they had the best horse trainers in the world for Battle of the mm-hmm. Bastards and all the battle sequences. Yes. Um, and yes. actually, that's the Lord of the Rings connection. The person who did the horse training for oh. Battle of the Bastards actually was the one who worked on Lord of the Rings for the oh, Rohan,
3: uh,
1: segments in Throw the world. So you know, that's, who, that's who they got, you know? So, I mean, they, they really oh, got the I mean, best yeah. of the best for, for that show. Um, but yeah, I, I and it shows i think one of the greatest things that went under notice actually with game of thrones is how good the cgi was for a tv show i wow. i have uh, i agree oh for i mean yeah i mean i it remember like a movie each episode yeah each episode i remember mm-hmm. there I, I don't know what episode it was but it was like a season four season five i remember watching an episode and i just thought there is that is the best cgi i've seen on a show ever and like it look you could literally transport that Entire episode onto a silver screen, and so okay, yeah, it
3: works, and it was phenomenal. The episode you might be thinking of is I remember, and I just remember this being like a really, really iconic cool CGI moment. Is um, Hard Home is one of them when they, Jon Snow goes beyond the wall to battle the White Walkers as they're not at the wall yet, they're coming, and he goes to defend Hard Home. It's like the huge when they all just come, and you really this is like one of the first times in the show that you it's the first White Walker battle with john and the Walker, and like this is the first time you really see. How these things can just fuck everything up, essentially. And I'll give it credit: the last season was underwhelmingly and like disappointing. What I think made it better, at least where I think they did a good job of, was in the last season. Uh, they just all the CGI work and everything was so much better. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, for me, what
1: sold it was the uh, Daenerys at the end of season four getting her dragons.
3: Yeah, that was a big one.
0: No, yeah. Every, everything was super believable. There, there was never, I mean, for as as far as CGI goes, there was never a point where I was like, Ugh, that doesn't look that good. It was mostly like, damn, this is like, this is great. I, my brain is suspending disbelief here. You know, <laughs> well, it's
1: amazing so, too how it's changed. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the Mandalorian. Yeah.
0: Oh my God! How they filmed that? Yeah, I mean it's that? it's
1: so it's so phenomenal. So for so so, for cool, for people like... who don't know, for the Mandalorian, they essentially filmed it on it's it's an old technique called rear projection. So Mars? back in the day, yeah. <laughs> Disney has the budget. Clearly, they just ask a lot, we'll just go to Mars. But back in the old the days, ready. we
2: made it, Adam. You missed. The <laughs> I know. I was too
0: busy watching Mandalorian. I <laughs> – <laughs> I didn't realize.
1: but you, traditionally in our in our moderns like film filmmaking process you have a, gr- a green screen you film whatever your scene is and then at, in post-production they'll add the, the effects back in the old days they had a <laughs> technique called a rear projection where you would film in front of you uh, a camera would film in front of you and behind you there'd be a screen and a projector projector would uh project say uh, an object or a background onto the screen and so when you filmed it, the slate, the camera in front of you looked like you were in front of a mountain. Or if you're driving a car, it looks oh, like it's moving. It's a, it's a cheap, easy way to put backgrounds behind you that don't actually exist on set. Oh. Very, very easy. That's very cool. um, a lot of sitcoms use it when they're driving a car. The background clearly looks fake. That's yeah. that's Yeah, that's, yeah. like that's, yeah, that's rear <laughs> <laughs> projection. They're not really
3: steering. They're just like holding the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> they're going like, yeah, they're going
1: right. The cars going <laughs> left. Like they'll like,
3: like go around a curb and they'll just. <laughs> they're like,
1: yeah, like, eh. yeah. That's so. So that's <laughs> rear projection. The Mandalorian uses the most high tech version of rear projection that has ever existed in the history of cinema. Basically, what they did was they built these twenty foot tall, one hundred and eighty degree LED screens. And they utilize uh, a video game engine that tracks the subject or the talent in real time and adjusts the background um, to literally use like a video game. And it tracks it and adjusts it. So it's called, uh, I think it's called Parallax. I could be wrong on that. And it adjusts it so that it looks like it's right behind them. And so that's so cool. cool. So because it's so high definition, because it's so crisp and clear, you are essentially not just doing rear projection, you're actually doing set extension. So you can make your set, say, a 30 by 30 radius and just create what you want. And because it's a 100, actually it's 360 degrees, you can extend your set so far beyond what you would be able to create. And it's phenomenal. I mean, the results, there are moments in the show where you go... There's no way that's that's not real. And then you go behind yeah, the like scenes. How say
0: make that look like that? And and if you watch videos like how it was made, and you see them in that room mm-hmm. with that giant circular screen around them, it is wild. Yeah, I, I did not see that. I definitely. Yeah, like it's it. phenomenal.
2: All for, baby Yoda. <laughs> All
0: for baby Yoda. Like that fucking scene where he fights the mud rhino. <laughs>
2: That's so yeah, no. Cool. And
1: that's and that's where the tech's going. Like I mean, we, we, it's it's so cool how we're using old techniques and now just making them more modern to to fit the the filmmaking process.
3: I'm just really excited for uh Giancarlo Esposito in season 2 being the, like main villain with the the mm-hmm. black lightsaber there. I'm excited for that. He's Black saber. Like it's called. I a, it. okay, wait. wait, wait. Okay. Spoiler. I gotta spoil.
1: Correct you. It's actually called a black saber, and it goes back to the Mandalorian, oh, okay. Old Republic days. So you know, just gotta gotta put that out there.
2: Remember, he lives in Star Wars. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> that's
1: his universe <laughs> of choice. Need to correct you on that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that, that's a fair correction.
1: Okay. I'm just going right in. It's it goes back to.
3: <laughs> we're we're committed now we're so it going. goes
1: back to the very first and i believe the only mandalorian who was a jedi in star wars so
0: whoa whoa oh, whoa are you telling me there's a mandalorian jedi
1: yeah so in the in the, in the <laughs> old republic there's a is
0: this the way
1: <laughs> it is the way there was an old republic
3: i heard that um that's what this is a rumor that uh tyka watidis Star Wars uh trilogy is gonna be based on the old republic. I don't know if it's true.
0: Wait, he's Those directing are rumors a s- flying trilogy? around.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's he's running the next Star Wars trilogy. Oh my god. It was gonna be the Game of Thrones showrunners, but they got kicked out. Um, nobody knows why really. They said that they turned it down. Well they had a they
1: have a deal with Netflix and they wanted to concentrate yeah. their efforts on that. Well, PR PR speak for concentrate their efforts, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's, that's the rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what I've heard, and it, that, it makes I, sense. I
1: love The Old Republic. I, I played the video games. I played KOTOR, A Nice Old Republic. Mm-hmm. I own the comics. I read everything about Nice Old Republic. Uh, it's it's a phenomenal area that I think most that's what I've heard average of. Star Wars fans would, would really fall in love with because it's so different, yet very, has the same themes mm. that the original trilogy had.
0: Yeah, I've dabbled in it, but I don't know. I know mm-hmm. the basics, but... I don't know much. Is this a different time period? Obviously a long, long time ago, but um, <laughs> in a galaxy far far, from- uh, is it is it akin to the Amazon series for Lord of the Rings that's coming out where they're like disclaiming that it takes place far before the Middle Earth that fans would know? What is what is the old re- republic and so, they, to the, so the, the
1: the old the old republic traditionally and this was before Disney bought Star Wars. But traditionally, the old republic was mm-hmm. thousand years before the events of Episode One.
3: Yeah.
1: So mm-hmm. um, and it and it details a more uh, black and white picture of the Sith versus the Jedi. So it's it's very black and white, like Sith are bad, Jedi are good, mm-hmm. and they have a huge galactic. Uh, war and it, it determines so like who wins and I, and I like obviously i am the learning. Jedi win because oh it sort of sets up those events <laughs> that happened in the first and the prequel trilogy It doesn't set them up but like it, there's a reason why the jedi are in power then um but yeah, yeah. it's 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 very expansive uh very, really cool if you ever get to play nice Old republic fantastic video I game absolutely fantastic
0: is that a current modern video game or like Another no, game? it's old. It's like
1: two thousand
3: two, two thousand
0: three. Okay.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a free game on Steam. Oh wow, I did not know that. Leading oh. to a potential a, potential Is this a crossover episode.
0: <laughs> 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 also, real talk, real quick for the folks at home. I know we're dying to know: Is Baby Yoda Yoda or a Yoda? Yeah, I think so. Being, I I think I think he's actually Yoda. I think I think so. From Person. from the horse's mouth go ahead thomas take it away
2: from the horse's mouth
3: <laughs> i'm not gonna comment on that i'm not gonna uh, wow wow way to call our guest a horse adam How, what do you have to say <laughs> for yourself <Maybe>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna make a comment oh, on awesome. that because i don't want to be the guy that makes an assumption and then 10 episodes in i'm like ah shit
3: oh
2: shit, <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, shit. No, I don't know. I think it makes sense just because like why would the Galactic Empire be that invested in it? But who knows? I could be wrong. It's just I have no idea I could toss a coin. Toss you a know. coin to your witcher? <laughs> That's
0: another good one. <laughs> also also
1: it. a good show. Never also. finished
3: it. You, you, I got wait, to like you episode never finished seven it? And stopped. Yeah, I got to the episode where The Witcher and then the black-haired girl banged, and then I just stopped. Wow, spoiler. I don't know why. Well, that's, <laughs> That was the best. <laughs>
0: well, you don't know what black-haired
3: chick. You don't know what black-haired chick. I don't know what her name was. What was her name? She was like the magical.
0: The one, um, I should know this. Yennefer. I don't know. I, Yennefer! Yeah. I played the games, no. but I didn't finish the games, so like, I'm like a Witcher fan, but not as hardcore as... Thomas, did you play the games?
1: Um, I did not play the games. And I I just could never. I just never had the opportunity to play them. Honestly, if I'm being honest with you, I just don't have the time to finish The Witcher. I know for a fact is if you wanted to complete every quest in with The Witcher and all the DLC, it takes like 120 hours. So wow. uh, I, I don't oh, have that time. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> I, I just never got it. I never played it for that reason. However, my friends and mm-hmm. I have watched The Witcher together. We really enjoyed the series. Um, one of my friends in particular knows the source material from the books and, you know, we, we had a watch party going and he was making comments about, you know, oh, cool. some of the sources and where it came from. So that, it was really fun.
3: Adam, remember we watched The Witcher here at my house. Oh, York, yeah. The first, um, the, it was like the day it came out and you guys were on the ski trip mm-hmm. and you guys stopped here and we were like, I was like, hey, this new show came out it's based off The Witcher. I wanted to watch it. You guys want to watch it? And you guys all it?
0: Yeah, it turned out like, yeah, to be. Let's watch it. Definitely yeah, for yeah, mature audiences, um, which we learned in real time with our sisters present. But <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: I forgot they were watching. We were
0: them. like, okay, well, I'm sure there's <laughs> going to be some fighting too. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and then I I went on to watch like the rest of it um, with my friend uh, Mike when I was recovering from my my. Uh, Jaw oh, surgery yeah. operation. Surgery. So, like, surgery. I highly associate no it thanks. with that time in my life. Um, <laughs> but one of my favorite comments that I wanted to share that I saw online was, like, and it was in a Lord of the Rings subreddit, and they are like, hey, do you guys ever wonder why, like, you re- like The Witcher so much? It's probably because Geralt has, like, the sexiest aspects of Legos and Aragorn combined. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're like, yes, I agree.
0: Everything great about those men into one specimen what a dope guy. <laughs> what a what a guy. They're
1: they're finishing uh they're finishing season two on uh for The Witcher, I believe. And uh, It
0: really made me like Henry Cavill as an actor. Like his You didn't man, like him before he's just a very humble guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is a very likable man. He's such a cool
1: guy. Like he plays PC games and Yeah, he
2: built a, I saw him build a PC. He, got, he built a PC.
3: Did you know Henry Cavill's gonna be the um the new Wolverine, and at least Whoa. another rumor.
1: We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens.
3: Thomas, which one do you like more? Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? Go. Now.
2: Boom. There is a right answer. Um, There's
3: an, uh... Probably
1: Lord of the Rings. I, I enjoyed The Hobbit a lot. Yeah. That's it. Um, that's still one of my favorite books. And
3: That's the only Lord of the Rings book I've read is The Hobbit. I've never read Is it because of school? Games. No. I did not read that in school. I read it on my own
0: accord. I redact my insult. <laughs> Adam's like, were you forced to? Like, nope. No, sir. Wait, Adam, have you, have, have you read Fish? the books? Have you read the Lord of the Rings trilogy? I am halfway through Return of the King, and I've Whoa. finished the other ones. Hey Adam, I have a question. How long have you been halfway through? <laughs> <laughs> Who can keep track of time these days? Cousin I, of mine. I, I,
3: do you decline to comment on that one? <laughs> you you do know that the end of
0: you do know the end of Return Unplugged. of the
1: King, the book is significantly different than the
0: movie, right? Do you know that? You mean they don't talk about the taste of strawberries in spring. <laughs>
2: Wow, that was specific. What a great reference, <laughs> I don't a reference <laughs> that everybody <laughs> the in the audience and.
1: got. I, I'm just wondering if you knew that there was, a, there was a very large difference between the film and the book in Return of the King. Because I've I read the book, same and it's, proto it's very movie. different.
0: Yeah, I, I know, at least from reading the books, or at least the first two, that the timeline is a little bit um, not the same. Um, where they end and where the the, the movies kind of ended on like a high note and draw some, out, draw some stuff out, you know, um, and shorten things, of course, and skip a bunch of shit with Faramir and just make him look bad. Um, but,
3: <laughs>
0: Is that the one guy that nobody cares about, but he's in it? Yeah, no, he's, yeah, that's Boromir's <laughs> brother. Boromir's brother. But
3: yeah, yeah, the guy that's in it and like has like, he's like, he he seems important, but he only has like 10 lines of dialogue in the movie is A chance for Faramir to
0: show his quality.
3: <laughs> Adam, I've always told you I hated, um, who, what were the two hot came Mary and Pip. I wish oh they were God. never involved. I don't know why. It's such a that hot taste. I don't know. I just me don't sad. like them. I
0: find them like? Like annoying. I, so so... like, well, yeah, I thought
2: they were so like me... Well, yeah. I thought they were so
0: fun. No. One time. To
3: be fair, I like Pip. I don't like Mary. Well, maybe I have them mixed up.
0: One time, uh... Well,
2: it doesn't matter. You said you hate both.
0: <laughs> I like... No. You cut them out of your life, and...
3: <laughs> I like the guy from Lost, who I think is Pippin, right? That's the guy Mary. That's Mary. Okay, I like Mary. I don't like... Mary,
0: Mary Brandybuck and Peregrine Took. Mm-hmm. They both come from, like, the most adventurous <laughs> hobbit families in the Shire. Uh, do they want a cookie? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> Yes, they do. And then they will want another one. So... <laughs>
2: and
3: a beer And a beer. with second breakfast like Coven pints Ooh, second <laughs> breakfast.
0: We had a great time today on the show. Thomas. yeah, thank you so much for joining us. This has been we should do this again for a third time You <laughs> <laughs> should do this Oh wait sorry
3: this
1: is our first time yeah. Yeah. second time what are you talking about?
2: Yeah. No, <laughs> wow, this is your first time meeting Thomas after that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Nice you,
3: huh? <laughs>
2: cut, cut, cut! I must be on the wrong page of the script again. <laughs> huh? Cut his mic! Cut his mic! But yes, Thomas, right. thank you so much for joining us. This was a wonderful conversation. I actually yeah. really learned a lot. Like, yeah, I am actually, not yeah. as invested in movies as you guys are clearly, but I did learn a lot, and I. And I enjoyed this thoroughly.
1: I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, I, I love talking about film. I love talking about television. I, For some reason, keep tabs on productions and behind the scenes stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I can always strike up a conversation about pretty much any film past ten years. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. But thank you for having me on the show.
2: Oh, so you'll be back. Oh yeah, totally back. Yeah, oh, told totally you. That back. would be awesome.
3: Oh, wait, we're having him back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk
2: after. <laughs>
3: Uh, good stuff good stuff hey thanks for watching audience if you liked it like i don't know what did we do on spotify do they like it I don't do know they, they have else, uh, else. likes share it with your friends <laughs> just do something i don't know
0: go check out primo gaming just do something i don't know yeah <laughs> see you all next time on the primo podcast peace bye